We are back yet again on the Thick Men Inc. Podcast, and this week we are here to give you the Week 4 predictions for the NFL season. And I am excited to report that I won last week, just to do a brief recap before we get into things. I had 9 accurate picks, Tristan had 8, I celebrated greatly, the main pick, and he'll admit it, that picking the Jaguars to go to LA and beat the Chargers, thing of beauty. When you get a pick like that, Drew, when you call an upset, when you are clairvoyant, well, I'll start <laughs> shouting you out, but until then, ugh, it's on me. You know, it's, it's really not as good of a pick as we all like to believe. I mean, Justin Herbert was dealing with that rib injury. I the Jar- that Chargers were missing injury. Rashawn Slater. They're missing Keenan Allen. It's Isaiah's going to hype it up, but it wasn't it's that good of a Jaguars. pick. It's the Jaguars. Come on, it wasn't, it's the it Jaguars. It's the worst team in NFL history. I guess. You know, if well, that makes worse. you sleep at night, Isaiah. I don't sleep at night. I've got insomnia. <laughs> But th- something which will keep Bengals fans up this week, the Dolphins are coming to cold, cold Cincinnati. Except it's not cold, cold Cincinnati. It's still warm and tropical in that miserable, miserable little city in Ohio. So the Dolphins are not going to have a disadvantage with the weather. They're going to come in riding high. Tua Tungvalu looks great. Might be a very, very little bit concussed. Just a twinge. But he's got two of the best receivers in the NFL. The Bengals' defense looks soft. Their offensive line looks terrible. The Dolphins' defense is great. That is an easy pick for me on Thursday night. It's going to be a boring Thursday night again. Yeah, Dolphins are going to lay the hammer down on Cincinnati. It's not going to be particularly close. They're going to blow them out. They're going to cover. They're going to do whatever measures you want to use, but they are going to win and win handily. Now, just last week with the Dolphins game, it was really encouraging because their defense showed up in a big way, limited one of the best offenses in the NFL in the Buffalo Bills, and won despite the fact that Tua was dealing with that weird concussion injury or back or whatever you want to call that. And it's kind of funny as we move further and further away from the concussion movie and the discussion a couple uh, half decade ago go about concussions in the NFL. It seems like concussion protocol seems to matter even less, but I digress. That does not matter when it comes to this pick. This Thursday night, I think the Bengals are going to win this game. I'm going to keep picking them. I worked last week. It didn't work the first two weeks, but I'm picking them because they are at home. They still have those elite receivers. They still have Joe Mixon. They still have Joe Burrow. Their defense hasn't been as great as we would have liked it to be heading into this season, but I think they're going to win this game. I think we'll see the Dolphins lose their first game of the week. Now, that's no reason to... I'm not hating on the Dolphins when they say that, but I think maybe we'll finally see their offense take a a step back like we did this previous week, and I think the Bengals' offense is going to outperform them. When is having Joe Burrow going to start being considered a hindrance as opposed to some benefit? He's played horribly to start the year. There's no doubt about that in my mind. It's only be one bad team. Joe Burrow's not all that. That Super Bowl run was a fluke, and we are starting to see them come down to earth. Now, pivoting a little bit, we are going to go all the way from cold, miserable little Cincinnati across the pond to cold, miserable London for the first game on Sunday, which will be held between the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. And if you thought Kirk Cousins didn't perform well in prime time, how do you think he's going to perform at 9.30 in the morning? I have zero faith in this Vikings team, but somehow I have even less faith in the Saints. Jameis is banged up. He's got a broken back. He's ailing from injury. Their defense doesn't look good. Their offense looks uninspired. So, by necessity, I've got to pick the Vikings. The time thing worries me a lot with Kirk Cousins. I'm sure we have some scholar in the comment section who can tell me the conversion. That's basically a 1 p.m. game, I'll say. So 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins is going to try for the Saints. It's going to be a really bad look for the Vikings if they find a way to lose this game because the Saints seem to be struggling everywhere at this point. Now, they, they of course they have, I think Michael Thomas just got injured. So their number one receiver is now Chris Olave, who's looked great. Then there's James Winston, like Isaiah just mentioned with his broken back. So the Saints 
Saints are struggling in a lot of areas. Alvin Kamara hasn't really got going this season. So if the Vikings lose, that's that's not a good look for Kirk Cousins. It's not a good look for their new head coach. They need to win this game. They're the more talented team. They're the healthier team. I think right now their defense is probably playing better than the Saints defense. The Saints just lost to the Panthers, who have the worst quarterback in the NFL, at least the way Baker's been performing through three weeks of the season, which that also could be a victim of circumstance to Baker. I'm just putting that out there. I think the Vikings are going to win this game. Well, Baker definitely hasn't been the worst, but he certainly hasn't been good. But it doesn't change the fact the Vikings have a better quarterback, better running backs, better receivers. Offensive line, it's kind of a wash defense. I'd say the Vikings are better. It's going to be a one-side game unless Kirk Cousins really manages to screw him up. And if he does... Hey, we'll know he doesn't do well in primetime or foreign countries. Next up, we've got the Cleveland Browns moseying on over to the ATL to take on the Falcons. I'm going to keep picking against the Browns. I know they've got a very good defense, but Miles Garrett might not play due to that car accident. That's unclear right now. Their running backs have looked too good to start the year. They're due for some regression. Their offensive line still looks great. But against that Falcons pass rush, which is a little bit underrated in my opinion, I think they might struggle just a twinge. I think Marcus Merrow is really going to guide Drake London and the rest of that offense to Cordo Patterson's the third leading rusher in the NFL. Okay, he's having a good year. <laughs> How'd you go from calling the Falcons the worst team in the NFL last week that had no shot of beating the Seahawks to now going to say they're going to beat the Browns, who have the best rushing attack and best running t- rushing tandem in the NFL? That well, seems if you a beat bit... Geno Smith, I mean, that's an impressive achievement. Come on, you gotta give him some credit there. <laughs> that seems to me like it's being a bit wishy-washy. No, I know before the season, we had a video on TikTok that went pretty viral. I got over a million views of me trashing the Falcons, but after watching them progress this season, it seems like they have something there. As Isaiah just mentioned, Cordell Patterson has been very effective in the run game. One of the highest yards per carry in the NFL. Drake London has looked like the best receiver from last year's draft. Kyle Pitts finally got it going a little bit last week. They have something going on the offensive side of the ball, but when it comes to what is going to happen in this game, I still like the Browns front seven better. They still have Miles Garrett, one of the best edge defenders in the NFL, and they have Nick Chubb, and they have Kareem Hunt. I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to dominate the Falcons front seven in the run game. I think they're going to go for over 160 yards, and it's not going to be that close on that side of the ball. The Falcons are not going to be able to stop the rushing attack, and I think the Browns are going to win the game because of that. But again, I've said this every single Falcons game. I will not be surprised if it is closer than some people expect because Marcus Mariota and that offense have something going there. They are not horrible. I just think the Browns are going to wind up winning. Yeah, question to you. It's early enough in the week where nothing is certain yet. Is Miles Garrett even playing? Because I've heard a bunch of different things about that car accident and he got in. Oh, that Apparently, is true. So that also could be a difference, man. We might look like idiots later in the week. I hope he plays, but if you flip your car 18 times and you're not named Cam Newton, I would not expect you to play the next week. Oh, uh, he probably is not playing. That is right. Mosing on over to what should be the game of the week. The Baltimore Ravens are taking on the Buffalo Bills at home. And last week, the Bills were humbled to Miami. Their offense failed to fire on all cylinders. Josh Allen, 400 passing yards, two touchdowns. Not good enough to beat the Dolphins. So I think we see a little bit of revenge this week. We know the Ravens' defense is strong. They got gouged by two for six touchdowns. And despite how highly I feel about young Mr. Tungavaloa, I feel much, much hot more highly about Josh Allen. I think the Bills are really going to get after him. Stephon Diggs is going to have yet another great day, both in terms of on-field production and fantasy production. And while Lamar Jackson has had an MVP level season, I just don't think he's going to quite be able to keep up with Josh Allen. He's a little bit underarmed for this gunfight. So I think the Bills win a fairly high scoring game and Josh Allen takes control of the MVP race. Well, I, I, 
I do think it is going to be very high scoring. I think we there's two teams that have been beaten by the Miami Dolphins. And on the Ravens side of things, their offense has not really faltered yet this season. Uh, I forget. They lost, They did lose week one, though, right? I forget who no, they lost to. No, they beat the uh, Jets. They lost to the Dolphins. Because two out. Oh yeah, they beat the Jets. It just wasn't an exciting week one. That is right. So they are two and one. Now what I think is going to happen in this game, I think we have the two, I'd say two of the leading MVP candidates in Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Lamar is back in MVP form. And what is going to happen? It's going to come down to which defense can generate one to three stops, which one can actually get their offense back the ball. Because with the injuries that the Bills are dealing with on the defensive side of the ball, and the fact that the Ravens defense in general isn't all that great, it's setting up for a very high scoring affair and because the Ravens are at home with how good Lamar Jackson looked last week against the Patriots I think Lamar Jackson's going to do it again he's going to rush for over 100 yards he's going to throw for another three or four touchdowns and he is going to find a way to beat the Bills and both teams are going to score 30 plus I think watch this is going to be a 12 to 3 game or something now we've both said it's going to be high scoring (laughs) Bills are going to have two safeties and the Ravens are going to kick a field goal and that'll be it (laughs) what a exciting football game Game that will be. And speaking of exciting football games, the Washington Commanders, led by Carson 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 Wentz, are taking on the Cooper Rush Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. And Carson Wentz has looked a lot better than most people expected him to look. At least he did the first two weeks, came back down to earth a little bit. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys are the better team. They've got a better defense. I'd say their receiving core is better. I take CD over Terry McLaurin, in just my humble opinion. Their running back duo is better, mainly because neither of the Cowboys running backs have been shot recently. And despite Cooper Rush's limitations, he found a way to get it done against an undefeated New York Giants team. So for that reason, I am picking the Cowboys to win in Jerry World. Undefeated New York, undefeated New York Giants team who beat uh <laughs> beat the Panthers, one of the five worst teams in the NFL, and beat the Titans because their kicker couldn't make a kick. So <laughs> the Giants also happen to be one of the worst teams in the NFL as well. But I think the Cowboys are going to win this game because they have the best position group out of all the position groups on both teams, and that is their pass rush with Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. What they have on that front seven is elite. The way they were getting to the Giants, the way they've gotten to every team they've played this season no other team can compare to that now you were talking about the commanders I do think the commanders have a much better receiving group I think they also probably have a better back uh no no I I would disagree do it (laughs) Antonio Gibson is probably better it might be better than Zeke or at least comparable Antonio Gibson lost his job to a guy who got shot twice well he hasn't even played so he never lost his job he's about to well, we'll have to see there, but the reason I'm picking the Cowboys to win is because of their pass rush, is because of what Micah Parsons is able to do, and in, in combination with Demarcus Lawrence and some of the others on the defensive line. You really are kind of a Cowboys fan. You picked them to win the last two weeks. I'm a little bit they shocked. They were playing the Giants, and they're playing the Commanders. Those aren't hard games to pick. Most people would pick them. I don't know, man. You picked them to lose against the Bengals. See how that one turned out. Bengals don't appear to be a tough opponent this year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of not-so-tough opponents, Detroit Lions are taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Detroit, and I'm going to bet the bank that the Detroit Lions beat the Seahawks. I got humiliated late by Kirk Cousins at 1 p.m. last week, got the uh, receiving end of one of his infamous roller coaster ride games, and old Dan Campbell cannot be happy about blowing that lead. So he is going to whip the guys into shape this week, get the offense firing on all cylinders, get the defense swarming, and just smack the blank out of the Seahawks. It's not going to be close. (laughs) That is a very 
optimistic pick, especially given some of the uh, injuries the line sustained. Last week, DeAndre Swift barely played because he was injured. Now, Jamal Williams put up a great performance, but then on the other side of things, the best player on their offense in Amon Ross St. Brown, in my opinion, suffered an ankle injury. We don't know how much he's going to play or if he's going to be limited in, in what he's able to accomplish on the field this week when they play the Seahawks. And then on the Seahawks side of things, the Seahawks have the better receivers. Geno Smith, it may, is he comparable to Jared Goff? So, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than Isaiah is leading on here. A lot of that has to do with just believing in Dan Campbell. I think the Seahawks are able to pull out this win with Geno Smith, with DK Metcalf, with Tyler Lockett, because the Lions are dealing with some injuries from last week's game. And maybe you know maybe hurt a little bit losing to a division opponent i don't think you understand the inner mechanisms of old mcdc's mind but hey keep hating all you want lions are gonna win it's gonna be a fairly easy game for them and we at one point will eventually make a video breaking down the intricacies of geno smith and jared goff's games for you viewers at home i know it's a hotly debated topic but speaking of a game which will not be hotly debated in its pick the Chargers are going to mosey on into Houston and beat the brakes off them. And losing to the Jaguars may have been a bad time to sun last week. But they are going to regroup. They're going to circle the wagons. Herbert's going to get healthy. And they are going to come into Houston like an angel. Bringing down holy fire upon Lovey Smith and the unfortunate Texans team. It's really a sad state of affairs. I think Lovey is a good coach. But he just has nothing to work with. Yet again, I'll say this every single week. He is fighting an uphill battle with the exception of his quarterback position. And he's going to keep losing that battle. Hopefully doesn't get fired after one year. If the Chargers is going to win. It's going to be a blowout. Two blowouts in a row. Just how it is. Yeah, the char- I mean, the Chargers suffered a massive blow last week with Rashawn Slater being out for the season. That isn't even being talked about enough. <laughs> even so, they still have the much better roster than the Texans. But that's something that could come into play that some of us may not expect to because they're going to have a different chemistry among the offensive line that will be starting the game. But I do think the Chargers are going to win. They still have Justin Herbert, who's better than any player the Texans have on their side of the field. So I think the Chargers win. I don't have much to add to the conversation or prediction. Uh, easy prediction should be easy money. God, see, why'd you say that? Now they're going to get smoked by the Texans, too. You're welcome, Texans fans. You're just messing up all our picks, man. Now, pick I think we are going to agree on. The Tennessee Titans are taking on the Indianapolis Colts of Indiana, and Matt Ryan stinks. Matt Ryan is not a particularly good quarterback, and you can say the exact same thing about Ryan Tannehill. They're just, both those guys named Ryan, just not very good at the NFL level at the old game of football. And it's unfortunate for these teams because they both had playoff aspirations but right now it looks like the Jaguars are going to take the division. But it'll default back to which team has the better running back since obviously nothing's going to happen in the passing game this game. So I'm still siding with Derrick Henry. He's starting to get healthy, picking up momentum. I just think he's better than Jonathan Taylor. Bigger, stronger, faster, deadlier stiff arm. And for that reason, that reason alone, in a very quick game where the clock will never stop, the Titans are going to beat the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, both these teams last week got away with a win that they probably shouldn't have. The Titans probably shouldn't have beat the Raiders if the Raiders play up to their potential and don't make mistakes. The Colts don't get away with a win if the Chiefs special teams don't make mistakes and if Travis Kelsey actually gets a touchdown. So both these teams, in my opinion, are not great football teams at this point and a lot of that has to do with their quarterback play. Now when it comes to who's going to win this game, the battle of the disappointing teams in the AFC South, I actually think that the Colts are going to get away with a win in this one because they have the better and more established receivers. I don't think highly of Ryan Tannehill. I don't think highly of Matt Ryan in this point in their careers and it is what is bringing down each of these teams but when you look at it 
The Colts have Michael Pittman, good receiver. The Titans have a rookie in Traylon Burks who's inexperienced when it comes to the NFL and is getting more experience every week, but I don't think he's as good as Michael Pittman at this point in their respective careers. So I think Jonathan Taylor is going to do his thing. Derrick Henry, of course, is going to do his thing. And I think the Colts get away with a messy win. Like Isaiah said, it's not it's not going to be a fun one to watch. It's not going to be a pretty one to watch. I mean, if you enjoy football from the 1980s, it's going to be a great game for a defensive battle and running inside the tackles. It's making you have unpleasant football games to watch. New York Giants are taking on the Chicago Bears at Medlife Field, so I'm sure a few more star players are going to drop due to injuries. And this game... I asked myself one question. Has Justin Fields played a good game in the NFL yet? And the answer to that question remains... No, not really. He's had good plays. He's had good runs. He's thrown the ball deep occasionally, but he's never really looked good. And he's not being held by his receivers. Mooney doesn't look that good either, particularly this year. The running game, math, the offensive line's not good. So you can blame him somewhat, but he's still in a terrible position. And the Giants are two and one. They're a decently led defense. They're not Both the teams worst are two and team one. Oh yeah, the Bears did beat the Texans. <laughs> the Bears are a less impressive two and one. The Giants beat a real team, okay? <laughs> Bears, not so much. The Bears needed an act of God to win their first game. And unless that hurricane circles all the way up to New York by Sunday, that's just not happening. I'm going to take the job. This is going to be an extremely boring game where I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh yeah, that team's so good after winning this one. I mean, the Giants, their number one receiver is Richie James, despite having Kadarius Tony on the roster, which makes no sense to me why Richie James is getting more targets than anyone else. Tony needs to be playing more. That that blows my mind. But when it comes to this game, I have been impressed with Brian Dable's offense, and it's been way more creative than Giants offenses we've seen in years past. And I think that is going to be what wins the game. Saquon, I think, is second in the NFL in rushing yards. He is back. Brian Dable seems to be a more than competent coach compared to what Giants have had in years past. I think they get away with the win. The Bears right now seem to be a mess because of what they have on their roster. Yeah, just not a quarterback really does hinder the Bears greatly. Now on the teams with two very good, very young quarterbacks. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Eagles in Philly, and the Eagles might be the worst 3-0 team I've ever seen, if we're being honest. Ooh, you beat the Minnesota Vikings by a lot. You've played nobody. The Eagles have no impressive wins, and now they're going up against a team with one of the more impressive wins of the league. A giant upset for the Jaguars. And now that Trevor Lawrence seems to have found his stride, I think this game is going to Yet again, go to the road team, go to the road warriors. The Jaguars are winning two in a row. Called it last week, calling it again this week. Lawrence is going to have a great game. Sure, their demon's good. Darius Slay's great. But who's the number one receiver they're going to take away with Slay? Exactly. The Jaguars benefit from not having a true superstar receiver. Great. Christian Kirk's not going to get the ball. Big deal. Marvin Jones is going to have a touchdown or two. The rest of their receivers, their tight ends, their running backs are going to play well. And the Jaguars are going to upset the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. And people will finally start taking this team seriously. Well, I am t- I am definitely taking the Jaguars seriously. After what we've seen from Trevor Lawrence in the Jaguars' two wins this season, it is pretty... It's, it's almost... It's sad and funny that his career was almost ruined by Urban Meyer. And now we've done... Doug Peterson swooping back in, proving that he's a good coach, turning around an organization that seemed to be headed in a completely downward spiral last year after the whole Urban Meyer debacle. So I actually believe in the Jaguars to win the division this season, but when it comes to this game and what we've seen, I have been very impressed from what I've seen with the Eagles, even if they haven't beat up on the best teams so far. Jalen Hurts has been a very accurate passer of the football. He, of course, can run the football. They have a ton of talent in their backfield. They have two elite receivers that can get the 
the ball to. Devonta Smith is spectacular. AJ Brown is really good. Dallas Goddard is really good. Their defense has players all over the field. So the Eagles are the more talented team. They're playing at home. Trevor Lawrence is still a second year quarterback going into Philadelphia. I don't see a way with the way the Eagles have been playing that they lose this game to the Jaguars who are very young and inexperienced when it comes to that. Speaking of young and experienced, the Eagles offense is fairly young too with the exception of their offensive line. They're going to get a little cocky with these wins. They're going to start parading around. AJ Brown might not be the best leader. They shipped him out of Tennessee. Could be for that. Devontae Smith's young, Jalen Hurts is young. I don't think they quite realize what's coming. I think they're going to overlook the Jaguars and then subsequently get smacked in the mouth by them. But that's neither here nor there. I got the Jaguars winning that one. On to what should be the most boring game of the week. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the New York Jets. And look, I'm going to flip a coin for this. All right. Heads, Steelers are winning, but I really could not be bothered to care about this game. No one could be bothered to care about this game. I don't think Jets and Steelers fans are excited for this game. Both these teams look bad until T.J. Watt gets back. The Steelers aren't going to be doing anything. So I'll go with them, but their quarterback play's been bad. They're honestly, Joe Flacco's outplaying Mitch Trubisky this year, which is a bad, bad sign. And all Un- both these teams just big old masses of disappointments. Unlike the Bengals, I can no longer continue to pick with the Steelers because of, I've been picking them because of all the talent they have at wide receiver because they have Najee Harris. They have Pat Fryermuth, who I love. I can't pick them anymore. Their offense has looked bad. They The play calling has looked even worse. I mean, on Twitter, I'm sure you've seen numerous people breakdowning how idiotic and unoriginal their play calling is and how weak the, some of the schemes are, especially on some of their RPOs. And their offensive decisions have been mind-bogglingly dumb. And then on the other side of the field, we have the Jets, who are also very young, dealing with Joe Flacco at quarterback. They have Garrett Wilson, who has looked really good through the last two weeks of the season, and I think the Jets are going to pull out this win. They've seemed more consistent and better, even though they've lost two games. Neither one of these teams is great right now. Isn't Joe Flacco top five in passing yards this year? So. I'm just saying, man, it feels like you're picking with the fan, picking with the Super Bowl MVP champion quarterback over the MVP. Two very different things. Speaking of two very different quarterbacks, we've got the Oklahoma product in Kyler Murray taking out the Oklahoma product in Baker Mayfield between the Cardinals and the Panthers. And the Panthers might have got a little something by beating up on injured Saints and they might get a little momentum going. I know the roster is worse than the Cardinals top to bottom, but the momentum paired to the fact it was a double XP weekend war zone means Kyler Murray's not going to have watch film. He's going to be distracted is going to be out of practice. So I think I got the Carlton losing this one, actually. Despite the superior quarterback play, despite the superior receivers, I'm going to pick the Panthers. The Cardinals are better everywhere. I don't see how the Panthers... They got by on a fluke last week because Jameis Winston has a broken back. Michael Thomas got hurt. The Saints are a mess. The Cardinals have a much better quarterback. Tyler Murray is one of the 15 most talented, probably one of the 10 most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not saying one of the 10 best, but one of the 10 most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. They have much better receivers. James Conner is doing his thing at running back. The Cardinals win this game. It should be an easy win for them. And if they find a way to lose, if I'm a Cardinals fan, I am very concerned because at that point, I think I'm getting a top 12 pick if I'm losing to the Panthers. It's not a very good sign if you lose to Carolina, which is why I think Kyler Murray and his new contract will be called into further question after this humiliating defeat. Speaking of humiliation, we are going to see, God, this is a bad week for football. Just looking at the games we've got remaining, all these games stink. 
They're not going to be particularly entertaining. Week 4 sucks. Man, goodness. We got the Packers taking on the uh, Patriots. And after a rousing 14 points from Aaron Rodgers, I just can't see myself picking against him when they've got Bill Belichick on the other sideline. Say what you want about Bill. He doesn't know how to call an offense, but he can dial up a defense. I think the Patriots defense is going to get after Rodgers. They've got young receivers. The Patriots cornerbacks are going to feast, bully them physically, bully them mentally, say mean things about their mothers on the field and get in their heads. Sure, the Packers have a better running game, but the Patriots' run defense is fairly solid. It always is. And Matt Jones showed he could do just enough against the Ravens last week to put up a few points and outduel Aaron Rodgers and beat the Green Bay Packers. I got the Patriots winning this one. Well, one problem with that is that <laughs> Mac Jones is not playing this week. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, no. So, I don't no, see I'm the... Stick, I'm sticking with the guns on this one. Patriots upset the Packers. <laughs> so I don't see the Patriots winning a game in which Mac Jones is not even playing when the rest of the Patriots offense is not exciting, not fun to watch, and uninspiring. And I'm not even the big, I made a TikTok just yesterday about how Packers fans are delusional for being excited about their 2-1 start. And if they're going to win this game, and if you see Packers fans out there still getting excited about being 3-1, all three of those wins have been boring, and they have not been by as wide of margins as they should be. So the Packers win this game. It's a game they have to win. Mac Jones isn't even playing. Moving into the final afternoon game, the Las Vegas Raiders are taking on the Denver Broncos. And statistically, the Raiders are the worst team in the NFL. Their offense has been great. Their defense has been worse. But looking over at the Denver Broncos, this team stinks. Their offense is horrible. Letting Russ cook has resulted in the kitchen burning down. This man is not a good chef. There's a reason Pete Carroll liked running the ball. Turns out he knew a little bit more than we did. I know he's sitting over there in Seattle laughing his head off as the absolute failure and travesty that has unfolded in Denver for the first three weeks. So for that reason, that reason, I'm picking the Raiders. Sure, they're not great. Their offense is uninspiring compared to what it should be. But they're better than Russ. Russ just bottom well, the, the Broncos offense has been at, has been so bad. I mean, they're the second worst scoring offense in the NFL. They are not good. They are really bad. And Broncos fans will point to their defense being encouraging, but they've played the Seahawks, who they give up 17 points to. The Seahawks have Geno Smith starting quarterback. They played the Texans, who have Davis Mills and not a good offense overall. They give up nine points. And then they played the 49ers, who had Jimmy G starting, who stepped out of the back of the end zone. So they haven't played good offenses, and the Raiders have much much more established talent all over the field on offense. Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, they are going to be able to put more points against this Broncos defense that Broncos fans will say is one of the best in the NFL. So I I see the Raiders winning this one. Broncos just stink, man. I was right about Russell Wilson. I will let that be known. On to the Sunday night game, Buccaneers Chiefs. This game was going to be exciting until all Brady's receivers got hurt and he regressed to the talent level of an 85-year-old white woman. Chiefs are going to win this one fairly easily, sling the ball around. The Buccaneers defense is going to be on the field for a wall long periods of time because I just don't see that offense doing anything even with Mike Evans. Fairly one side affair. I mean, it's like the Super Bowl. When all the, when key pieces on the Chiefs offense got hurt in their offensive tackles, they were not able to handle the Buccaneers. It's the same thing now with the Buccaneers and Chiefs in the regular season. The Buccaneers are missing Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, two very talented receivers that aren't on the field. Yes, they'll have Mike Evans back from suspension, but that is not enough to make up for everything else, especially when the Buccaneers offensive line is not as good as it has been in the previous two seasons. And the Chiefs offense, they should have won last week against the Colts. They should be 3-0. Travis Kelsey catch that touchdown. They win the game. And 
it's also really hurting them that they don't have their kicker. I think that's uh, not talked about enough how hard that can be to overcome. But despite that, the Chiefs are better all over the field. They're healthy over the field. I think they wind up winning this game. And Clyde Edwards there, by the way, fun fact, third highest scoring fantasy running back in the NFL. Kyle Shannon isn't a punk and Jimmy G doesn't lose two games in a row. The Broncos, the Broncos, the 49ers are going to beat the Rams. Simple as that. They beat the Rams twice in the regular season last year, right? I think they are going to continue that streak. They're going to get revenge from the playoffs last season. Uh, the run, they're going to establish a running big game. Debo Samuel is going to get going. Jimmy G is going to recover from last week where he stepped out of the back of the end zone. The Rams offense still isn't all that great compared to how dynamic it was last year with Odell inserted into it. I think that I agree with Isaiah. I think the 49ers find a way to win this game. That has been our week four predictions. Let us know what you think down in the comment section below. Thank you for watching and we'll see you all later.